Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. This episode is Season 3, Part 9, In the Weeds. We dig into character rankings, event timeline of the series, and uh, also the motifs of coffee pine donuts, where they may apply. The order of events starts to get complicated in this episode. It's been somewhat clear-cut for the rest of the episode. There's been an event or two that takes place on a different day, kind of mixed in with other stuff. But here it starts to get scattered all over the place. Tuesday, September 27th, is what I have for Johnny hitting the wall and Jerry's foot talking to him. I think both of those scenes are a little ambiguous, particularly Jerry's foot could be any time, but might as well be then. Wednesday, September 28th, that's when Mr. C meets with Hutch and Chantal and calls Duncan. It's when the Fuscos talk about Dougie and capture Ike. It's when Andy and Lucy argue about the chair. The FBI reroutes to Buckhorn to interview Hastings. And basically the bulk of the episode is, is this day, Wednesday, September 28th. But there's still quite a few things that take place on other days. On Thursday, September 29th, that's when the cops would find the chair and the message. That's two days before October 1st, which is the first date on that slip of paper. Friday, September 30th, that's when Ben rejects Beverly. I think it has to be that late of a date in the week for that to make sense. The Roadhouse scene could be any time. I don't generally give a date to those. The characters introduced in this episode are a new band, Hudson Mohawk, of the Roadhouse gang, Chloe and Ella. I think of Hutch and Chantel as like one character unit, basically. These two characters joined at the hip. But we have met Chantel already, and we hadn't met Hutch, so this is the first time we see Hutch. Three characters are reintroduced in this episode. This is... For, for the latter half of the series, a relatively big episode for character reintroductions. Betty, Sylvia, and Johnny return for the first time since season two, uh, or in Betty's case, the missing pieces as well. For the character rankings, number 10 is Hastings with about six minutes. I want to go scuba diving. Number nine are the Fuscos with about seven minutes. We have your palm print. As a matter of fact, I we have your whole palm. <laughs> Number eight is Diane with about seven minutes. It's a fucking morgue! Number seven is Cooper with about seven minutes. Answers. Three of them is Dougie, about four of them is Mr. C. Then I got a double header for you in Vegas. Number six is Albert with about eight minutes. Fruitcake, anyone? Number five is Hawk with about eight minutes. Maybe there's a hidden button somewhere. Number four is Frank with about eight minutes. 253 yards east of Jack Rabbit's Palace. And number three is Bobby with about nine minutes. I was the one that named it Jack Rabbit's Palace. We see him a little longer than them because he comes in and talks to his mom before they, they join him. Number two is Gordon with about 12 minutes. I don't appreciate your language one bit, Colonel. And number one of this episode is actually Tammy. She's got 14 minutes on screen. And that while in this place you wrote, and I quote, we met the major. And that's interesting. I'm trying to remember why she's on screen more than Gordon. Hmm. I'm going to have to actually look into that. Oh, of course. I just looked it up. It's the whole scene with Hastings. You know, we have a few cutaways to Gordon and Diane and Albert watching. But for most of the scene, like for long stretches, they're really not present. So I kind of didn't count them for that. And she's right there. This is her big moment, her big scene. And uh, that kind of explains why this is her number one episode. And this was apparently the first scene that uh, Christabel ever shot for the, the return. And she hadn't acted in like 14 years or something. She was just a singer. And Lynch gave her this huge scene to handle. She does a nice job playing off of Matthew Lillard, though, who obviously is needed to carry the scene. This is Tammy's first time topping the supporting cast. And the third time a non-Cooper character has been number one on a return episode after Sam and Tracy in part one and the spirits in part eight. 
In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? Cooper, who's been above the threshold in every Twin Peaks entry so far. In fact, uh, there's actually another uh, character or group of characters, I guess you could say, that has a streak going of uh, five minutes or more in several episodes at this point, uh, two in a row, and that's the bands. And um, I actually recorded a bit about this, about the, you know, how no characters other than Cooper have over five minutes in season three and actually put it out with the uh, initial version of this episode. So I remembered, oh, of course, Janie had uh, two episodes in a row with over five minutes a few episodes ago, and now the bands do in this very episode. So kind of funny, I overlooked that initially. But yeah, there are some characters in season three with uh, whose who screen, high screen time carries on episode to episode, none to the extent of Cooper, but they're there. Um, again, groups of characters, you know, the bands is like a almost more a designation than a single character, but uh, the, the, you know, they're, they're consistently in episodes with uh, longer songs, I think, lately, certainly after Nine Inch Nails, and this one has two, so that adds up. Who's returning to the show after four more episodes of Absence? Bobby Briggs is back five episodes after his last appearance in part four, where he was crying over the memories that Laura's portrait brought back to him. Bill Hastings has returned seven episodes after his last appearance in part two, when he confronted his wife and was haunted by a woodsman near his jail cell. Chantal Hutchins has returned seven episodes after her last appearance in part two, when she hooked up with Mr. C after he killed Daria. Betty Briggs is back nine entries after her last appearance in The Missing Pieces, when she sat up with Major Briggs reading from the Book of Revelations. I'd also note, if you want to think chronologically, um, not in terms of viewing order, her last appearance would have been in the season two finale, kissing her soon-to-be-late husband uh, in the booth of the Double R. So a nice moment there. Sylvia Horn is back ten entries after her last appearance in episode 29, when she accosted Ben for harassing the Hayward family in their own home. Johnny Horn is back 14 entries after his last appearance in episode 25, when he shot rubber arrows at wooden buffaloes and let out a war cry in the background of Ben's and Audrey's conversation. And that was footage actually shot way back for episode one, um, when uh, Cooper was supposed to be interviewing Jacoby. Well, uh, well, uh, uh, Johnny was uh, shooting arrows in the background. And uh, they never included that scene. It's on like a deleted scene reel on the DVDs and stuff. But uh, that they later used that footage when the director of that episode, Dwayne Dunham, came back for episode 25. He dug into the archive, pulled that out to add a flourish to the scene of uh, Ben talking to Audrey. I, I don't think that inclusion was in the script. I think he came up with it because they never get to use that footage in the first place. So the last time they actually shot new footage with Johnny would have been even earlier in uh, episode 22 when he's rocking back and forth while Ben is reenacting the Civil War. So either way, long time since we've seen this character. Coffee Pine Donuts this week makes a comeback after the last episode, just the barest, briefest glimpse of coffee. Tammy brings Gordon a cup on the plane. The Fuscos bring Cooper coffee in the station and use his mug for fingerprints. So coffee actually becomes a something of a plot point, and they've got a mug on their desk too. Betty has coffee on her table when the sheriff's crew comes to visit, and she offers the, she offers all of them coffee. First, before she shows them the chair, and they all decline because they're eager to see what this story is. And then afterwards, they all kind of breathe a sigh of relief and sit down for a cup of coffee. Chad has coffee with his meal when he's kicked out, and he kind of whines, oh, you guys have donuts and coffee in here all the time because they won't let him eat his meal in the conference room. There's a lot of casual coffee on this show. And not so much with pie and donuts. We do get some big moments, 
with Pi in particular, where it's like plays into the plot. But we don't see Pi sitting around that often. We don't see Donut sitting around that often. We do see Coffee sitting around quite a bit. And I guess I keep throwing cigarettes into this section. I just can't resist. And this is a big cigarette episode in the sense that uh, Gordon smokes his first cigarette in years with Diane and says, remember when we used to smoke cigarettes? It's a nice moment. We see her smile for one of the few times, you know, in the in this uh, series. And uh, they're sharing this fond memory of, of the past. And uh, that, of course, ties in with Laura Dern and, and David Lynch themselves. I, I don't know how much of a smoker she was, but he sure as hell uh, was and is and actually wasn't for a while i think he stopped for about 20 years after he began transcendental meditation but but uh, when Firewalk with me came out he uh, i think maybe when he was shooting it he started smoking again the stress of twin peaks had gotten to him that's it for this episode please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. you can also support this work on patreon.com slash lost in the movies tomorrow's episode concludes the week focused on part nine we are going to talk about uh, well, basically just read from my archive. I have one piece from the past that I'll share. And then also take a peek at the first minute of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>